Welcome back. This is Tristan Sutton, creator of the Revenue Clinic Podcast. Thank you for coming here every Thursday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. Revenue Clinic Podcast is all about you and your business and how we can help you cure your revenue ailments. So each week we bring a special guest in here, an expert, to show you ways to take your business to the next level, uh, overcome certain obstacles, and then just really overall learn how to run a more efficient and profitable business. So once again, I'm Tristan Sutton, your marketing strategist and your host. And today we have a lovely guest, Miss Jackie Adams, owner of Melodrama Boutique, which is about to celebrate its 16th year anniversary in business. So thank you for coming today. Thank you for having me. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, Miss Detroit. Okay. <laughs> well, starting there, my name is uh, Jackie Adams, of course, and I'm the proud owner of Melodrama Boutique. I opened December 2nd, uh, 2002, so I'm excited about that. Okay. And uh, yeah, we're about to celebrate 16 years. 16 years mm -hmm. in business. Now, we know most businesses after the first year, 80% of them close, mm -hmm. but you've been able to fight that statistic. Tell us a little bit about how you got into fashion and how you were able to overcome and be a victor, not a victim. <laughs> well, and I think uh, retail has its ups and downs. I think mm -hmm. the biggest thing was choosing the right location. Location, 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 location. When I was navigating around the city and trying to figure out uh, where I wanted to open just the history of Third Ward. Yeah. And then once I realized uh, what was going to be happening in Third Ward mm. as the course of years, and even we've seen uh, so much growth and development, yeah. there's so much more to come. Absolutely. So um, I had to learn patience in that process as well, because mm. the biggest thing was, you know, initially it was happening a little slow. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but once it started happening, you know, it's, you know, I was able to be a part of that yeah. growth and change in the community. Gotcha. So we talked about this last episode when looking for where to put your business mm -hmm. it's not always necessarily about the cheapest or the, I guess the fanciest It's really about where that traffic is going to come and people can access you. And then the growth potential always do a SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, and see if there's going to be the traffic and the customer base there needed to support your business. So, so, but let's go back to real quick, your origins. You didn't start in fashion necessarily. You didn't go to school, get properly trained. You know, you kind of just, no, well, I um I worked in the industry, but my background, my degree is in physics. Wow. I graduated from Grambling in uh, 96. Go Grambling. So, yes. Okay, Graham fam. Got to make sure I mention that, right? <laughs> but yeah, so once I finished school, I kind of worked in my degree field for a little bit. But I've always kind of, even in high school, mm -hmm. my major was fashion marketing. So that's a oh, little okay. bit where I went to, I graduated from Barbara Jordan High School. Okay, gotcha. So gotcha. we had the, the vocational tech high school. So my major was fashion, marketing, mm -hmm. distribution. And so that's kind of where my fashion really stands. Um, and of course, my grandmother was my biggest influencer mm. when it came to fashion. So with that, I um, didn't go to school for it, mm -hmm. but it was always in my heart. I always had a natural niche for fashion. Your passion for fashion. Yeah, it was always a passion for my, for me. You okay. know, and I always thought it was important, especially um, just kind of growing up, um, just trying to navigate and find my way. Mm -hmm. And once I realized how important your image was mm -hmm. and how people would deal with you. Right. So I noticed that growing up very uh, early and young, because if, you know, Sunday, everybody kind of have what you call that best face and Indeed. that best. Yeah. Sunday's best. Sunday's best. <laughs> and sometimes. So I used to pay attention to little things yeah. like that as a kid. Then some people would see you on a normal day and they wouldn't even speak to you, Ooh. you know, based <laughs> on whatever that was, right. but just kind of growing up. So um, doing retail was, 
was fun and it was always not something easy, but just mm-hmm. natural. Gotcha. Dealing with people, customer service, being able to look at a woman's body and hmm. be able to tell her what's going to work and what's yeah. not going to work and what's going to compliment her mm-hmm. was always something I enjoyed. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So if you're just tuning in, we have Miss Jackie Adams, owner of Melodrum Boutique, who has a major in physics, but owns a woman's high-end boutique here in Houston. So if you're ever wondering, you know, should I start my business because the business is not necessarily tied into my major or my experience, there is a living testimony that, hey, you can swerve <laughs> and do follow your passions and make profits with it. So thanks for the information. So tell us about going from working into retail to that moment. You say, you know what? I need to start my own business. What was that journey like? Um, well, interesting. I used to be a buyer for 12 stores. Wow. And so that company was folding and down to one store. Mm. So at that point, I made a decision. I could help him rebuild his company mm-hmm. or start my own. Yeah. And so in the process of me making that decision, I was driving down Almeda with some friends. And back in the day, I don't know if people remember, we used to all hang out at Mahogany Cafe. Okay. So when Mahogany Cafe closed, and it was like an open mic poetry spot that was mm-hmm. really hot. When I finished from, yeah, all of that <laughs> and above. Jones. But when it closed, I was actually looking forward to open up a coffee shop initially. Mm. And I was going to do something with low overheads, yeah. still kind of have a little fashion edge to yeah. it, so to speak, even if it was going to be vintage, maybe not even new clothes. Hmm. But then that location, um, I kind of drove by there. And then when we were going down Almeda, Almeda was all dug up and they was doing mm. construction. And I saw this beautiful shopping center Yeah, and it said now leasing. And I was like, oh, Lord, regentrification is going to be too expensive. I'm not going to be able to export, yeah. uh, you know, afford it. Mm-hmm. But I called them yeah. and believe it or not, it was affordable mm-hmm. and affordable in the fact they told me at that time it was going for about a dollar a square foot. And I was living in River mm-hmm. Oaks. So I was like, you know, I can move home yeah. and make yeah. some, you know, make some sacrifices, make some adjustments, some yeah. lifestyle sacrifices. <laughs> and that's pretty much what I did. I, I moved home and started saving money, did a business plan. Hmm. And, you know, dollar square foot, plan. like I just listened to that. And I was like, OK, doing the math, how many square feet, yeah. da, 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 did all of the stuff. And I was like, I can this is about a little bit cheaper than my rent. You know, yeah, you can make it happen. I can make it happen. OK. Yeah. Key thing there. Most business owners just today just jump out there, say, hey, I'm going to start a social media page, start a business and hope for the best. Have a business plan. Make sure mm-hmm. you write down everything you want to achieve, put a time frame to it, a budget, expenses and all that. So that way you have a guideline and a roadmap to navigate the, this journey of entrepreneurship because it is a journey. It is. It has its ups <laughs> and downs. I don't care yeah. what they say on social media. Right, right. <laughs> you know, it looks glamorous, but, you know, there's always a backstory to some things. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what was it like? OK, you found us the square footage. You found the right space. Tell us about the journey of building it up and growing to what it is today. Well, and that was interesting. So when I first opened, and I've always been kind of a boutique shopper myself and Mm -hmm. love the high-end store concepts. Are you fancy, fancy? Well, you know what? (laughs) I always like the service you get. Like you always offered something, and if you build a relationship with your salesperson, Mm -hmm. they will call you and give you, let you know when sales are or pull something exactly for you. So that level of service was always interesting to me. And then it was always offering you a glass of champagne or Mm -hmm. if you want a chocolate covered strawberry Mm -hmm. or inviting you in for your birthday and different things like that. So all of that kind of stuck with me. So every time some, you know, those relationships were like, you know, then they would invite you to their birthday dinners and 
If you know anything else about, you know, your your salesperson at Saks or Tootsie's in different places, you know, you have a relationship developed with them. So for myself, I was like, okay, I wanted to add that to that type of feel to the boutique. So I did a lot of um, from being a customer and then working in in retail myself, just added that extra customer service, that Mm. level relationship with your business. And I just made a heavy emphasis Mm. on community, Um, getting involved with the different churches in the community, Mm. different um, sororities, uh, participating in their fashion shows and and came up with concepts inside my store that other uh, high end stores were doing where a portion of the proceeds would go back to that nonprofit and just really nurturing the community aspect of what they needed from me. If there was clothing that they needed or a gift card for door prizes or um, joining different organizations, Hmm. becoming a chamber member in women chamber, this chamber. And and at first, and I tell people all the time, you know, membership has its privileges, but it's also expensive, you know, (laughs) (laughs) membership has its invoices too. Yeah. (laughs) But it it gave me an audience. It gave me a clientele that people I can talk to. And then people introduce me. And it's interesting. Sometimes I want to be introduced as Jackie Adams and everybody always introduced me as the (laughs) owner of Melodrama Boutique. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, too, but as long you know, as you spell the name right on the check, right? It is exactly, and everybody <laughs> likes to spell it M E L L O W for oh, something like Mellow Yellow. Mellow Yellow, okay. That kind of drives me a little bit sometimes, and I'm working on that. <laughs> I, I want to backtrack real quick because you talked about what you offer in your boutique is an experience. I think mm-hmm. most people don't uh, realize that one of the things to keep brick and mortars to alive today, and what I mean by brick and mortars, I mean you have a storefront, it's just not an online business, Correct. is provide some an experience that's going to be unique for your clientele. That's something that's make them want to come to you versus going to the other brands that you recognize mm-hmm. or called out. So what can you do in your store or your business or regardless of clothing, food, et cetera, that makes the client feel welcome, um, give them the warm and fuzzies as I call them, make them want to come back and even refer clients to you. And so, a memorable experience. A memorable I experience. That's what's most important. So I took concepts from corporate high-end mm. situations mm. and even small boutiques as I traveled over um, pretty much the world because I used to be a buyer for the 12 right. stores, but we also had a wholesale division mm-hmm. and we had 350 accounts throughout the U.S. carrying mm. this a line in particular that I worked for. So I had five accounts in Puerto Rico and traveled with a translator, you know? So that was really a lot of fun too. (laughs) So, I mean, in each aspect of my job Mm -hmm. as a, before I became a boutique owner Mm -hmm. and just dealing in fashion, I just Mm -hmm. made sure I soared to the top and really understood Mm -hmm. it. A lot of people ask me, what did I do or what to do to open? And I always tell people to go work in retail. Exactly. Go work experience is your best experience and it'll navigate you and let you know. And even if it's go work at a boutique or high-end store, just figure out, don't try to reinvent the wheel. See what's available and what's out there. So then you can, um, See what you how you're gonna do and how you're gonna put your spin on it, your own twist. Nothing I remember people used to, we used to tell you all the time. <laughs> nothing is new under the sun. Absolutely. And I used to listen to that and I always wonder, well, people how do I get it? You yeah. know, somebody's doing whatever it is you're thinking so about right now, it's been recycled. done. Yeah. But then how do you do it that makes it look different than someone else? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm so so going back to that, creating an experience and make it um, different for your your clients or customers is in my other business insurance when people come in what we do is we call it the sudden impact experience so 
before you come in for your appointment, we'd have your favorite beverage waiting. And before you left, we would have a gift bag for maybe like, you know, um, a branded logo, chip clip or a koozie or something like that. Okay. Something different. So when you come to my insurance agency, this is a whole different experience than another one. So now you're like, okay, well, this other agency isn't treating me like Tristan. Maybe I need to go back to them or something mm -hmm. like that. So it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be champagne, chocolate covered flowers, but something that's <laughs> I love make... chocolate covered flowers. Oh, I'm oh, sorry, that's strawberries. A spin. Yeah, that's, that's a spin. spin. Yeah, that too. Um, so it could be something that's unique to you and affordable, but it doesn't always have to be the same procedure that your industry is. So thank you for sharing that. So now let's talk about um, scaling up and uh, the beauty of every business employees how do you manage <laughs> retail a, i gotta hurt i know right employees <laughs> uh with today's generation we all know the the trials and tribulations of exennials millennials etc so tell us about that experience well i mean i actually i haven't had the worst i've heard worse stories than myself i actually had an assistant joy matzingale for about five years okay. before she moved to new york to pursue her dreams of being a designer, and I'm very proud of her. Oh. So initially, I used to always have a model or somebody in the fashion industry kind of mm. working for me. Um, that way, at least I know that they wanted to be there. Yeah. So, um, and and that's the that's the difficult part because then when people do get where they need, yeah. then you have to be prepared for them to, you gotcha. know, kind of sort, you know, what you call sure. let your wings let your soar wings. and yeah. all of that, and then. And and that's that's that I think I've gone through that too. And then just trying to find people who mm. want to do the work uh, yeah. from interns to employees. I think a lot of times working in a boutique, it looks real fancy and nice yeah. and cute and yeah. pretty. But uh, we do work. We clean yeah. toilets. We dust lamps and windows and clean yeah. windows and get on ladders Absolutely. and sweep and take out trash and. Yeah, sixteen years um, old still doing. Yes, this. yes, and I'm I'm the <laughs> I'm the first one because like I can tell people. You know, it's it's a representation of you. Some people go to the you know go to the restroom before they even go in the dress room. And I used to wonder why they go to the restroom first. But I had to realize, okay, well maybe she's getting comfortable. But I used to think people <laughs> wanted to see what my restroom looked like. Sometimes you know how people go to your house, yeah, just to make sure everything. <laughs> just to make right. sure it's all clean. Just to see, it is a it's a judgment on you, character, yeah. Yeah. integrity, a lot of different things. Um, yeah. On how clean and because if this restroom nasty, yeah. your clothes probably nasty. <laughs> a lot of things. Anyway, that was me and my head. But um, just uh, making sure um, with my staff that mm -hmm. you know we're on the same page in the training. Yeah. And now that with social media, mm. it's like a job in itself. So it's like finding people who are educated and kind of yeah. equipped and experienced with dealing with social right. media. It's not just about Microsoft Word and Excel Absolutely. and how much you know about how Absolutely. many words can you type a minute and. Yeah. None of those things. Um, the, the key, you know, your words per minute, Excel, all that <laughs> stuff. On out the window. Now can you yeah. post on Instagram? <laughs> right. And do you know how to understand these ads? And do you know yeah. how to do this? And what does this mean in the fine print? And, you know, exactly. so exactly. just understanding that. So just now you have to train and educate mm -hmm. your employees differently on your brand, mm -hmm. your, what your look is on yeah. social media, what to look like when they come to work, how yeah. important everything is. So um, and more than anything, just understanding your brand, like gotcha. everything that you do, I'm trusting you to do when you make a mistake. Yeah, I mean, so you still get paid. But for me, it's like, oh, girl, why? I mean, I, yeah. you know, and it's like a constant. So yeah. I've recently had somebody post something in in, in my um, newsletter hmm. and um, I got immediate phone calls. And uh, I went I asked her. She was like, well, I thought it was a pair of uh, biking shorts, but it was actually her Spanx. 
Huh. And it was a flaw on me and huh. probably Cece didn't even realize it. And we take 25 or one shot. Yeah. And this is just me being transparent. But it yeah. was brought to my attention by a client. And I don't wow. think my employee was being malice when she put it in the newsletter. It was just she just was like, oh, I, it looked like an 80s type look. And it was a jogger oh. and this look. And I was like, mm, <laughs> no. Got to watch that. It's a plus size. Gotcha. You got to watch that. And that's gotta just a brand that. thing. But I allowing people to make a mistake yeah, yeah. in your space. And I didn't reprimand it was mad or anything, but I just show her why. But just and always having training moments and opportunities. Correct. And then communicate with me because if you thought about it, mm -hmm. then help me think let you think through because mm -hmm. we're still training you. So gotcha. I get I but I understood where she was going yeah. with it. Yeah, you so know in entrepreneurship when you have employees is always an evolution of training. You always have to make sure you stand on top because their perspective is different than your Correct. <laughs> and your employee and communication, yeah. communicating with them. And I, I had to learn from some past employees mm -hmm. that sometimes I can be a little harsh and mm -hmm. be a little hard and no, my, my delay and relay <laughs> <laughs> not Detroit. Can, can be something. So, I, but I, with the new uh, two people that I'm enjoying training, I'm kind of making sure I'm aware of those things so that I can um, longevity, have a better relationship with them. And I want them to have a better relationship with me as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So one thing you may want to note is when you have employees, make sure as an entrepreneur, you have what's called an employee handbook. So it's a guideline of everything you want to done in the store to what time the lights come on, how to answer the phone, um, how they close the shop up. Things like that. So that way you can just hand them a document and then now they have a procedure and manual to follow versus you having to remember what to teach someone every time you get a new hire. So keep that in mind. So you mentioned something about your brand and keep that intact. How did you develop your brand to what it is right now? Because you're a pillar in the community. A lot mm -hmm. of people respect you have some high end clientele from, you know, to everyday people. So how did you build that brand up over time? Well, I think the way I started, like I told you, was in the community first mm -hmm. with different organizations, nonprofits, churches, mm -hmm. and uh, inviting them into the store mm -hmm. first. And gotcha. then when you go into places like that, it's always influencers, different people mm -hmm. that are on boards. People see what you're doing mm -hmm. and uh, take you up under their wing as well. In this business, I believe in having mentors. Mm -hmm. I have several different women that are mentors in the community that kind of help me and sometimes even pull my coat tag <laughs> and do a little hey, hey, hey. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I can I can really uh, respect and appreciate that. And that's what you want a mentor. I don't need somebody just took my horn and yeah, yes always. Yeah, yeah, no, I need somebody that's going to give it to me uh, true and in that space. So I really worked on my brand with, you know, creating relationships, you know, mm. business relationships. Um, in the community where people wanted to make sure I was in certain rooms and in front of certain people, which still happens now to this day. Yeah. I mean, people uh, bless me with the seat at a gala or bless mm. me with the, um, and I want to, you know. Amen for them gala seats. Amen <laughs> for those gala seats, right? But things like that, but they want me there and, and find it important for me to uh, be there and, and meet certain people and mm. as I'm growing and developing. And so it's, it's, it's kind of, uh, it happened kind of organically. It wasn't like, um, I I did a lot of what I've doing what I was doing for my business before social media. Gotcha. Social media has been really hot for me, and I've been online for about eight years okay. with okay. it. Um, so I mean, and I've been in business for sixteen. Business so, and I will say, yeah, because I got started initially with Ashley Small. Mm -hmm. I was one of her first clients mm -hmm. with Medley Inc., and I okay. remember that baby steps and yeah. I was you know she I was I do emails and I just constant contact and I was just not <laughs> and then when people kept walking in time of Facebook Facebook I was like yeah. what yeah 
And I was like, I'm on Facebook. And then so she they downloaded it to my phone. And I was like, okay. And, uh, you didn't I mean, even know it. Girl, bye. I don't need no help. I got this. I'm taking this on. But once she got me good, yeah. she was taking on big lines. I was like, I got this. I'm, I'm going right? to text. I'm going to email. <laughs> I didn't realize the impact. But yeah. it was an immediate about 30% increase through that door. Mm. Every other person was saying Facebook to me. And then Instagram. So let's talk about that. So let's talk about specifically Facebook, Instagram, or both, which one has helped impact your business the most? I'm going to always say as much as I love Instagram, because mm -hmm. you can just Facebook allow you to have a little bit to me more interaction. Absolutely. It just it gives you more <laughs> contact. People almost feel like they hold in your hand. Exactly. Now, sometimes it's a little tight. A little and too you close. Say, yeah. <laughs> Give my circulation back. <laughs> or I just want my boundaries. Yes, exactly. But with that being said, you know, I've learned how to even manage and navigate right. with that because people are really engaged and they're talking to you and be like, oh, I've been following you on Facebook or having a not Instagram people follow my fashion and really get a chance right. to see more of the clothing and the model and really identify with the brand yeah. there. Yeah. I think with Facebook is a lot of identifying with me and the brand exactly. and the look and what you're doing, mm -hmm. um, that concept. Yeah. So both of them works for me, mm -hmm. but um, I think I get two different uh, audiences from it. Absolutely. I always recommend um, Facebook and Instagram, depending on your business model. But it's like you said, it helps you with that no like trust factor. That's who mm -hmm. people do business with. People they know, like, and trust. And you get to engage with people more on Facebook. You get to reply with like different gifts, comments, etc. And the sharing. Mm -hmm. Instagram, you still have to use a whole another app to share. Correct. So it's to in my professional opinion, Instagram is great for exposure, but for connection, Facebook is where you really want to spend a lot of time at. Um, and just just look at the numbers. Facebook to at this point has around two billion monthly active users. I think Instagram is up to a billion right now. So that's a whole extra billion opportunities yeah. uh, to expand your brand and get more potential clientele and get more connected with your audience. Because it's like you said, being involved in the community is going to help you um, get more customers, get more uh, re return and repeat business as well. So. So do you have a certain marketing strategy that you use right now to help you sustain and thrive in this world? Um, my strategy is being authentic and transparent. Mm, amen. Because that's, that's not what we see a lot of. Yeah. On media. <laughs> yeah. And so usually what I post is I, I own it. It's available to, to shop it in the store. It's not mm -hmm. something I have that it's, it's coming. Mm -hmm. um, and even when it comes to what I'm posting, what I'm doing mm -hmm. um, in the community, it's what I'm doing. I'm not posting and quoting scripture and uh -huh. trying to you know, yeah. get everybody in my good graces, so to speak, all the time. I'm just, I'm Jackie. I do attend church. I have great relationships yeah. with first ladies and different people in the community, mm -hmm. but I'm not always riding that. I'm riding yeah. my authentic relationships, whether it's with, um, mm -hmm. of course, I've enjoyed having Cece in the mm -hmm. store and I've learned Shout a lot. <laughs> Shout out to Cece. And even that relationship being something, um, we carried plus sizes. I've tried mm -hmm. plus sizes. Yeah. She started off as my ambassador mm -hmm. uh, doing plus size. And I mean, it was a mutual relationship yeah. to now we're doing business and yeah. helping her develop the, the line in the store. That's what I mean by authentic and transparent, Absolutely. being able to say, listen, I needed some help in that area because mm -hmm. I was having to financially do melodrama and then do the plus sizes. Mm -hmm. And it was stretching me. And then yeah. I wasn't really confident in what decisions I was making for yeah. that person, gotcha. her body. And, and Cece was so, she would just be ready. And I was like, okay, well, okay, okay. Well, All right, well come so on we, in, come we came on in, on in and, and, and a business concept that's developed, soared, yeah. and it's working. That's another, you know, yeah. 
being okay with that because some people want to take all the credit, do all the work, mm. say it's me, 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 and I, I, mm -hmm. and I prefer the word we. Mm. Amen. Shout out to shout out to ccsudden.com. We're gonna shout out my wife on the show because I can't. <laughs> it's my, my platform. I'm trying to make marriage ready again and keep a happy wife. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, so let's talk about. Um, you said brand ambassadors and influencers. So mm -hmm. a lot of people don't really understand how that works. So talk to us about how someone with their business, whether it's fashion, I can get a brand ambassador or an influencer to help use their platform to bring you business and make it a win-win. Yeah, yeah, basically, you know, you look at what person's um, community role is and then look at their followers mm -hmm. and what they're doing. And I really pay attention to what they're personally posting yes. as well as what their business page looks yes. like. Because some people be all booted up and tooted up. <laughs> well, I'm like, okay, I don't know if that's the girl yeah. I need, you know what I'm saying? But... <laughs> You know that Booted I can't, I can't do it all. Okay, <laughs> he got me seat. You know what I'm saying? But y'all know that post that, that post. You be like, girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I looked at CC's work. I looked at a couple of influencers I've worked with as mm -hmm. well. That's out there, and you just kind of want to look at what they're doing, what they're saying, what they're about, mm -hmm. and then that way you, when you attach your brand to it, you know mm -hmm. it's going to be positive. It's going to be an equal value to the both of you guys yeah. and what you're trying to do. Absolutely, absolutely. So if you're not familiar with influencer marketing or AKA ambassadors what it is is you find someone with a social media following um, that aligns with your brand and their followers are typically in your target market and what you do is you work out some kind of incentive deal hey if you post so much or um, just go live at my place or promote my business i'll give you xyz it could be um, finances discounts, discounts. Mm -hmm. um, merchandise things like that and then everybody wins all ships rise so um if you're looking to find an inexpensive way to get more exposure for your business, consider influencer marketing. Find someone that has your following um, already and consider that because marketing ads, SEO, all that, radio, TV ads, that can be expensive. But mm -hmm. if someone has 10, 20,000 followers and can bring you 10, 20 new clients a week, that's a pretty good opportunity for you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about how with we talk about social media online. Everything is online now. You know, Amazon Everything. is putting brick and mortars out of business. Mm -hmm. Toys R Us is gone. Netflix is killed Blockbuster. But you're still thriving with a brick and mortar, a storefront, while everybody's going online. Tell us about how you maintain that success. Well, you have to make sure you stay relative. Mm, you know okay. what I'm saying? Stay relative. Be current. Mm -hmm. um, and even what you're doing and the conversations you're having mm -hmm. to the places you're going, mm -hmm. um, whether it's a new restaurant or it's a new organization or if it's a new chamber, if it's a new, you're mm -hmm. just kind of knowing what that is. Yeah. If something's going out of business, something's going on in business, mm -hmm. just making sure you listening to what people are saying yeah. and listening to your clients, mm -hmm. you know, because a lot of people say um, as much as I have a website now. Mm -hmm. um, people still like that experience of being able to yes. come in and talk to you Absolutely. and touch whole field, try to close, try to on. close on. Because gotcha. mm -hmm. I hate having to go stand in line and return something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I might, if it's too small, I might just wait till I lose weight to put it back. <laughs> <laughs> or I always tell people it's the perfect gift. Mm, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of people like I've never, even before opened my store, been a real big person of exchanging mm -hmm. Or returning mm -hmm. stuff. I mean, I have. We all have enough friends and family yeah, members. Absolutely. Now, how much you love them and value them on the cost of what you spent, you know, maybe another something situation. But I'm just saying, for the most part, yeah. I mean, like we said, tell people regift or yeah. just something didn't work. You, it's you like, think oh. people just gifting melodrama stuff? Um, you know, and if that's, I mean, but I always propose it to my clients, and they go, "You know what I do? I, you know, I got a birthday. I'm going to mm. the gas and the money." You, 
twenty more dollars. Yeah, she worked it. I mean, yeah. going to work it out. It She'll happen. enjoy it, and yeah. then that's a new client, and you got a happy friend. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so the key to staying relevant <laughs> offline is make sure you're still involved with the community. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're still so you know a lot of people just say, "Hey, I just be on social media. I don't need to go to network events, no. chamber events, um, go out and socialize." It's still it's just social media. It's just media. Right. It's not real life. So you still have to hit the streets in real life. Mm -hmm. Make sure that your brand is out there. Make people are, are aware of you and you still have that exposure because people still have this need to have a, a touch and feel dialogue. of sort of dialogue, real, real dialogue, real human dialogue, yeah. not just keyboard um, communication. So make sure that if you're owning a business and you're still looking to grow, Make sure you're out there still hitting those streets because even myself and Jackie and Cece, we still go out to events because mm -hmm. it's not just online anymore. You still need that human interaction. I think we're going to, as a society, kind of losing that. You know, mm -hmm. It's like we're going into the matrix. <laughs> right. It is real, too. Yes, ma'am. So how do we combat slow seasons as a business owner, regardless of what our industry is? What do you recommend? Um. Learning patience. Patience, yes. Prayer works. <laughs> Prayer <old>. does work. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I'm really just designing and having a plan, like um, in my slow season for uh, the summer, which mm -hmm. is July and August. Okay. And it's hot. It's um, about to be back to school. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of different things. So we came up with a series where we do these happy hour series. For mm -hmm. eight weeks, I host a different business in my business. Okay. Now, you know, now after I've done it for these last 10 years, it gets, I try not to do repeat mm -hmm. businesses to yeah. host. Yeah. Unless you're a part of my co-op and in my store. So like Aliqua Style, CC Sutton, mm -hmm. people like that, Ani, yeah. Brown, you'll see them on my calendar, but thank God, because it helps me not have to <laughs> figure out certain, you know, that Friday, because it does get a little tight. Yeah. And then people understanding the, yeah. uh, the investment, right? You know, and paying for the happy hour, mm -hmm. what you get out of it, yeah. and understanding that, and it is a partnership. Gotcha. But you get eight weeks of promotion because whatever I create, e flyer wise, mm -hmm. yeah. your date stays on there every oh, time we gotcha. post that mm -hmm. event. So it's kind of like um, it's a great event, mm -hmm. but you have to come yeah. up with ideas and concepts like that in the slow season. Yes, yeah, gotcha. or it's consistency. Like mm -hmm. that's a consistent thing I've done mm -hmm. for the last ten years. So July and August are really good months for me because mm -hmm. of the happy hour. Gotcha. You know, even though I was trying, I was asking uh, Barry and CC. You know, <laughs> what? How would it go if I wasn't at a happy hour? Like, or if yeah. I tried to make it where it's still I'll do the happy hour series, but without yeah. Jackie. Gotcha. And it was like, no. No, you got to be there. I was like, you don't think so. Like, no. <laughs> so that's going to kind of hard, too, because I've created some of these things that mm. require me to be a Absolutely. part of it. Absolutely. But I'm working on a new concept, new idea in my, for my 20 year. Mm -hmm. um, my growth span is going to be a little bit different and I'm mm -hmm. looking excited. So it's a four years. You'll see it's okay. going to be mega big and Amen. exciting, Amen. but we claiming it and I'm working towards it and yeah. it, I will be there, but I won't be building that concept based on just Jackie. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. gotcha, gotcha. So one thing I do want all the followers or watchers to check out is a book called The E-Myth. So what that is, that talks about how to remove yourself out of your business so you can work on your business and not in your business. Correct. And what we mean by that is if your business needs you there every day to operate, you're working in it. And that's really not how entrepreneurship is set up to be. You're just self-employed, which is not mm -hmm. bad. Mm -hmm. But if you want to level up, you become an entrepreneur where you just work on the business. Okay, I manage this process. I manage this system and team. Mm -hmm. And it all goes together without you having to be there. So I want you all to check that out. It's the E-Myth by Mark Michael Gerber. And uh, I think that'll be really helpful for you. But 
Another thing we just pointed out is she's proclaiming her goals for the next four years. She mm -hmm. said her 2020 plan. A lot of people don't plan that far ahead. We're just month to month. But she's already telling me what's going to happen in 2020, which I got an idea what it's going to be. So it's going to be really big. So I'll be sure to check that out. But um, definitely, definitely um, appreciate that to you a bit. What other advice do you have for entrepreneurs right now that are looking to get in not just fashion business, but start their own business or even just take it to the next level? Uh, my biggest advice would be, and I say it all the time to people, is really know and understand what you're trying to do mm -hmm. based on your skills and experiences as well as don't go after doing something just based on money mm, or you looking at this can make yeah. me some money or you kind of looking at somebody else's business yeah. from the outside yeah. and it looks like it's doing well because i think a lot of people do that or it looks like it's easy yeah. and when you're opening up a boutique or doing retail and if you've worked in retail during the holidays or mm. in the mall you know retail is hard work we just talked it about is. that right it's right. real work so <laughs> Even when you do it on a boutique level in your store, it's work. So mm. just really understanding what your work ethics are. And yeah. are you are you doing this because you want to do the work? Or are you yeah. doing this because you want to be popular? Or are you trying mm. to gain more friends? Yeah. So the reason why you're creating and doing a business, mm. first of all, is the first thing I try to get yes. people to identify. Because sometimes they'd be like, well, I don't know why I want to do a boutique. <laughs> I don't know why I want to do this. And so I'm saying, well, if you don't know, then how do you know to go after that customer who you want to attract to be your client? Gotcha. Because you have to be very clear on your rocket pitch, mm. which is for for your business, and people say, "Well, I don't do right. this is my good idea," and I, yeah. I, you know, I had the money and this yeah. and that, and and so the difference with me is I opened a business without any funding. My funding mm. was human capital, oh, wow. which was myself, and um, I knew I was willing to start at the bottom without anything, and mm. just slowly as I made money, yeah. invest into the mannequins, invest mm. into the furniture, invest into scale up, yeah, scale up, and it was mm. just all within. It, as clients shot me every year, you would come back, you'd be like, "Wow, wow!" Yeah. I get people to come in now. And they're like, well, I, and it, it'll be the same stuff, but it, I'll tell them, but well, that was just the summertime. So the clothes are different. And they'll yeah. be like, oh my God, you did, you painted the wall. And I'm like, no, the wall been black since. <laughs> but everything will look new, yeah. which is what you want in your space. It's, it, right. it shouldn't, every time you come in, it shouldn't be like, hmm, wow. kind of boring. Yeah. She said something key there that I, this may give somebody hope is what I always say. I don't know who needs to hear this right now, like your pastor. <laughs> but she self-funded her business 16 years ago. So catch that. 16 years ago that she's been in business almost two decades now, self-funded. So if you're out there like, I'm ready to start a business, but I can't maybe get that bank loan. I don't know if I should use my own money. Pray first. <laughs> yes. And just know that it can work in your favor. Um, you know, as we're saying, 16 years later, self-funded, started with a dollar per square foot rent. That's not really gonna happen today, mm -hmm. but <laughs> there are other opportunities out there. So always um just do an analysis first, make sure it's a viable business, make sure it's something you're passionate about because mm -hmm. when you have those ups and downs and those those that's invoices, your staying power. Yeah, that's your staying power. Mm -hmm. What what makes you enjoy what you're doing? Um so just keep those in mind when you're starting your business or if you're in that startup phase or already you're trying to get to the next level. So what other advice do you have for, for our listeners and our viewers? Um, my biggest advice is to also listen to your clients mm -hmm. when you decide to do a business. Don't get caught up in. Um, I know a lot of people worry about, well, you know, telling somebody and somebody going to do this. Mm -hmm. And then, they're not, you know, that's how you get. Um, Sometimes you need to talk about what you're doing, whether you create your advisory board or somebody mm. that you can go to at the SBA or somewhere so you can really get your ideas and your business plan together. Yeah. I think the most important 
thing to anybody's journey right now that's out there and listening as a business plan. And I don't mean just sitting down and then creating a vision board and cutting out pictures <laughs> and all this stuff because everybody have all these different sort of like a quick way to do it. I need mm -hmm. you to get down to the bottom line. Yeah. Although I didn't get funded, I knew exactly what I needed financially and what my business would look like if I did get the $186,000 I needed to open it from day one. Gotcha. But at least I knew, okay, well, I know what I can maybe a third of this I can yeah. feel free Figure out and what I can do with that third, but right. I knew what that big number was. That's because she had a plan. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about the, the advisory board. Tell people uh, what that is because if they may not know what an advisory board is. Well, an advisory board, you can use it. I mean, a lot of people, was, I was suggested to my one of my good mm -hmm. clients, and she's a doctor, and she was just people that want to encourage you, mm -hmm. like minded mm -hmm. business people, business yeah. community leaders. I don't really do a whole lot of stuff where people say friends. <laughs> because when you're doing business, you really got to focus. I need a kind of an unfiltered. I need somebody to be unbiased in their Absolutely. opinion about what we're doing. Keep it true. And mm -hmm. right. And really be able to have some knowledge and information and not just my girlfriend. And, uh -huh, yeah. Give me the arm yeah. bump and yeah, all that. that. No, that sounds good. That no, sounds that, good. Yeah. No. <laughs> I need you to be able to bring something to the table and talk about the finances. Mm -hmm. Talk about some of the things that I'm weak in mm -hmm. or some of the things that I'm having trouble in. Or mm -hmm. Let's get down to the taxes. Mm -hmm. I mean, and everybody can start talking about taxes. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, no, I like a little noise, right? <laughs> so, yeah, just dealing with some real big ideas and big things, but an advisory board kind of help you stay leveled on those, creating those ideas and then executing those things at the same time. And some things you'll be have to be told by your advisory board, which is no. Mm. That's not the right time. This yeah. is not a good, you know, it's, it's a great idea, but that's something we should put back on the back burner. You need gotcha. to focus on um, hmm. customer service right now. You need to f focus on getting so out like of debt. A, yeah. Consultants or coaches to kind of give you another perspective mm -hmm. hmm. and help you grow. And then even sometimes even just help you stay where you are. But if you're trying to grow, yeah, even understanding where you are right now and giving gotcha. you, like I say, a, a true yeah. opinion, yeah. like, okay, this is what you're trying to do, but hmm. this is what needs to be done. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, this has been great. We are at our time today. Tell us a little bit about what Melodrama has coming up and where they can find you. Okay, well, awesome. Well, you know, if you know anything about Melodrama, we keep a full-on <laughs> calendar, yes, right? <laughs> <laughs> so actually, this Saturday, we have Basita, a designer from Atlanta, is doing a pop-up shop at uh -oh. the store, and her collection is uh, African-inspired uh, pieces, and she does head wraps, dresses, um, jackets, shorts, mm -hmm. a little bit of everything, but it's a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to her coming in town. So let's support her mm -hmm. at Melodrama from 12 to 7. And then we have our big sidewalk sale coming uh, up. You excited? <laughs> yep. You excited? And the plus size CC Sutton will be a part of that. And we okay. have a big sale all day starting at 9 o'clock in the okay. morning to 12 is the early bird sale. Dayton time. Dayton time is November 24th, mm -hmm. Small Business Saturday. So mm -hmm. we're calling it Shop small, small business Saturday. Amen. Now say that real fast. Okay. <laughs> and that's all day from nine to seven. We have food trucks, vendors, um, of course, drinks and food and all that great stuff. Nice. And it's a shopping experience and we just make it fun and we make it worth your while. Absolutely. So like, like I say, have an experience, make it something different than just going to the store, having food trucks, a sidewalk sale, things like that. So what can you do in your business, regardless of it's fashion or not, to make that experience for your customers memorable or memorable and make them want to bring someone else in. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. So 
That's right, November 24th, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. You can go to melodramaboutique.com. I always like to ask uh, my, my guests, tell us something that is unique about you that most people would not know. What's something unique? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I think what's unique and what's interesting about me is before we leave at night and hear somebody going to probably be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we pray at the door with melodrama every night at 7 p.m. And that's something that I add to my employees, yeah. even if they say a quick word. But if Jackie's there, yeah. I go in and I definitely make sure I just give God the praises for what Amen. we did that day, even if it was zero, the doors to melodrama is still open. So it's always Amen. a blessing. Always another day. Opportunity. Mm-hmm. Amen for that. Amen for that. So thank you all for tuning in today. Uh, we appreciate your, your support. Please tag a friend or share this video uh, with someone who you feel needs to hear this message. Um, once again, if you want to learn more about how to take your business to the next level and cure your revenue ailments, join the Revenue Clinic Facebook group. You can go to the um, link below, um, bit.ly, Revenue Clinic group. And what we do in there is we share free resources, free guides, free um, you know coaching in there to help you take your business to the next level and cure your ailments in there. We have um, people like Jackie in there that can help you out, answer questions. So check that group out. Every Thursday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time, we're here at um, Facebook Live with the Revenue Clinic Group Podcast. So we thank you all for tuning in. Um, be sure to support Miss Jackie over at Melodrama Yes, Drama thank Boutique. you. And we thank you for tuning in. Y'all have a good one.